Hey, we're in week three of our series, Knowing God, where I introduced last, uh, the opening Sunday of the year, talking about, I want to know God more. I want to know God more in 2024. And uh, it doesn't just rhyme. I really do want that. And so we will be looking at those things and how to do that. And last week, Pastor Scott talked about reading God's word. And today I, I'm going to talk about prayer and fasting. And here's what I want to tell you, that, that there's certain things that you can do that you don't even have to believe in God and you'll get a benefit. Like you can read God's word. You can read God's word and the principles in God's word will work whether you're a Christ follower or not. The principles of forgiveness and being generous, the, the, the principles of putting other people first, they work. They work. They, they make you a better person. You don't even have to believe in Jesus for those things to work. But what I'm talking about today, it only works if you believe in God. It does. It only works if you believe in God. And so on the card... Here's what I believe. I believe that some of you in this message are going to be nudged to believe in God. That, man, I need Jesus. That I, this is what I've been looking for. I want more of God in my life. And you just simply write on the card, I want to speak to someone about following Jesus. Or you can come and talk to me after the service, but you drop the card in the back, and I just believe this is going to happen. That I'm not talking anything about you accepting Christ, but I believe the Holy Spirit is going to talk to you and lead you towards a relationship with Jesus Christ today. That's what I believe. Whether it happens or not, I'm not God, but that's what I believe. So I want to talk to you about prayer and fasting. We talked about knowing God more. Here's the thing. If you want to know God more, then sometimes you have to do more. I'm going to say it again, that if you want to know God more, then sometimes you have to do more. Now, what I'm going to talk to you about is going to seem strange. It's going to seem really strange. And in some, in some uh, degrees, it's going to seem extreme. You're going to think that's extreme. So I want to do a little bit of thing on, on extreme stuff. All right, we're going to talk about extreme challenges here. And you raise your hand if you've done these things. Has anybody skydived? way more than I thought. Wow, look at you guys. Man, that's great. Uh, my daughter Meredith went to New Zealand. She, she worked one summer at a, uh, a Salvation Army camp and met a girl from New Zealand. And it's when she was in college. And so she went to New Zealand. And while she was in New Zealand, she went skydiving without telling Leslie and I. Yeah, that was great. Well, I'm thinking, well, yeah, we just fly over there and pick your body up. Anyway, great. So that was nice. Anybody bungee jumped? Anybody ever bungee jump? Oh my gosh. We've got some extreme people. What are, what's wrong with the rest of y'all? I'm kidding. You. My hand's not raised because I did it. My hand's just raised to help you. Cliff diving. This is always scary to me. Cliff diving. You watch this guy. We've, done, we've had people cliff. Let me ask you this. Let's just, maybe you've never done cliff diving. Has anybody here jumped off the Conley Cove Bridge? Come on, right? There's some people that are here. That, you know, you might know what I'm talking about, but you don't want to do this. Man, but my kids, my boys did this. And probably every one of your boys have done this. You just don't know it. And some of your girls have too. Leslie was so mad at them. She was so mad at it that they had done it. I was like, Leslie, they're just kids. Anyway, but anyway, I, I lost that one. So anyway, so triathlon. Triathlon is about a one-mile swim, a 24.8-mile bike ride, and a 6.2-mile run. That's the basic triathlon. Some of them are, are up and more, down, whatever. Has anybody ever done this? Oh, my gosh. We got some triathletes here. Let me ask you this. Have you ever swam? biked or ran in the same month. You're all triathletes, y'all. You're all triathletes. You are. Give yourself a hand here today. You are. You're extreme. You're extreme athletes here. All right. Polar plunge. Anybody ever done a polar plunge where you go into water that is super cold? There's ice. This originated with ice. A polar plunge. Anybody ever done a polar plunge? Oh my goodness. John, your hand is raised every time. You're a phenom, man. Gosh. Anybody ever taken a cold shower? 
All right, you're the polar plunge people. Yes, yes, you, you're good. All right, let's talk about this. What about the Appalachian Trail? Has anybody ever hiked the entire distance of the Appalachian Trail, which is 2,190 miles and encompasses 14 states? Anybody ever done that? Okay, John, there you go. There's your challenge. All right, great. All right, has anybody ever climbed Stone Mountain? All right, you guys are adventurous. Okay, great. Yeah, great. You know what's sick about Stone Mountain when you're climbing it? There's always the people that are running down and up. You know, the, you know what I mean? They're, they're, doing la they're lapping you. You're like, I'm about to trip somebody here. So, <laughs> All right, two more. Swim with sharks. You ever seen this thing where you swim with sharks? We've got some people that swim with sharks. Jason, swim with sharks. Anybody ever done this where you go and they take you somewhere and you swim with sharks? You ever done this? Well, let me ask you this. You ever been to Panama City Beach? Then you swam the sharks. You just didn't know it, people. You didn't know it. They were there, and you paid for it. You did. You paid to do it. All right, last one. Roller coasters. This is always amazing. Oh, you haven't even done it yet. I haven't even done it yet. Y'all are eager, but I, that's why you're the early service, because you're eager. Anyway, anybody ever ridden the Goliath at Six Flags? 70 miles an hour. All right. Has anybody been pushed really hard in the front porch swing? All right, great. <laughs> that was extreme for you. Great. I'm going to talk to you about something. I don't know if it's extreme, but it's more. It's more. It's about knowing God more. It's about aligning your life so that you can know God more. And it's some practices that you can do. And it's the practice of prayer and fasting. And I'm going to explain a little bit. And, and I believe that everybody prays. I believe even atheists pray. As a matter of fact, studies have shown that they do. They, they, it's different, but, but at some point, they do. And then practice of fasting, which is doing without food. And I'm going to explain it a little bit. In some ways, it's going to seem extreme. But Jesus, when he talked about prayer and fasting, it was always when and not if. That when Jesus talked about prayer and fasting, it was always when and not. It wasn't like if you pray or if you fast. And he was talking to us as his followers. It was, it was always when. It was, it was never. As a matter of fact, the scriptures you're going to see today, he'll say, he starts off and says, when you pray. When you pray. Jesus said it, not me. When you pray. And then he says, when you fast. Jesus said this. When you fast. And so this should be a practice that we do, that, it, that, that, that Jesus is, is implying that it's, you're doing it, that it's happening, that, that you will, that we will, that I will. And now I'm, I'm going to share something with you. I shared this on the first week of the year. I did not fast last year. You don't want a pastor who doesn't fast. I'm just telling you. And so my commitment to you is that it's not going to happen this year. I'm going to fast and we're going to talk about it, and I'm asking you to join me in whatever capacity that is. Not for me, but for you to know God more. And so I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through this. Because a lot of times we can get intimidated by things like this. And so when you think about prayer and fasting, you want to think about that, it, that it's about connecting with God, not trying to impress others. Jesus taught about this, and you think, well, I wouldn't certainly want to try to impress anybody with what I do, but, but we, we do this a lot of times. We do this. And so you want to think about that prayer and fasting is, is you and I connecting with God, not trying to impress others. And here's a long list of Scripture that Jesus gives us what he's teaching on this. And so I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to read through it, then we're going to walk through it just talking about 
what Jesus is talking about. So here we go. He says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everybody can see them. See, there's this thing that when we start doing something for God, and we start doing something for more, we want other people to know that we're doing more. It's a prideful thing. It's just what we do. I want people to know that I'm serving more. I want people to know I'm giving more. A lot of times people want the pastor to know. I just want you to know I'm doing it. I'm like, that's great. You don't have to tell me. I'm not, I'm not the policeman of your, of your life. But I do the same things too when, about you, the congregants. Like, I, I, like if something happens, I'm like, I want you to know I was late because I was praying for somebody. I was late because somebody died. You know, just, we have this thing where we want to kind of tell people what we're doing. And Jesus says, when you pray, he says, don't be like the hypocrites, because here's what was going on, that they would go around, this was their norm, they would go around, and, and they would, they would kind of laud it over, like, hey, yeah, I'm, look at me, I'm praying. It was, it was about them. It was about what they were doing, and, and they wanted to show everybody how spiritual they were. And Jesus calls them hypocrites, who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everybody can see them. He says, I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. So there's this reward in play we're going to talk about in a second. There's this reward in play that when you and I pray, when we fast, there's this reward there, but it's not found in everybody knowing what we're doing. It's not found in us doing it and telling everybody uh, and, 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 and making it about how spiritual and how good a person we are. He says, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Now, let's talk about prayer for a second. There are all kinds of prayers. There are. There are all kinds of prayers you can pray. There are quick prayers. There are car prayers. How many pray in the car? Well, if you don't, guys, I'm telling you, you're crazy. Anyway, so, because there are people out there that are driving like, I, I, like I've never seen in my life. And one of them's my wife. I'm just kidding, so. <laughs> there are chest prayers. You ever prayed before test? Lord, give me supernatural ability here. There's prayers when we get in trouble. There's prayers so we won't get in trouble. I was riding the other night, and I didn't pray, but I was speeding, and I've told y'all I have issues with this sometimes, and I'm getting better. I should have gotten a ticket this day. You ever been there? Come on, help me out. Somebody, somebody be with thank you. Okay, you lie, lie about it. Okay, great. And I told Leslie, I said, I'm about to get a ticket. And I didn't. I don't know if it was too cold. That's what I chalked it up to be. But you know what I did after that? I prayed to God, thank you. <laughs> so we have all kinds of prayers. And those are great. Pray those prayers. But then Jesus says, there's this prayer that we do where we go and meet God. Now, it's all talking to God. Don't get me wrong. It's all talking to Him. But there's this prayer where we do where we go in our room, we shut the door, and we spend time with God. And these are not quick prayers. This is not rushed like Pastor Scott talked about last week. This is a time where you dedicate, like you've got an appointment, you, you, you have it in your phone or on your calendar. And you say, you know what, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord today. And I'm going to listen and I'm going to share what's on my heart. And in these moments, I'll tell you what I like to do. I like to get on my knees. I do. You don't have to. I'm just telling you, I like to get on my knees and I humble myself before him. And I just lay who I am. 
and what I want to see him do and who he is. And I want, to hear, I want you to hear this from me. If you want to know God more, you and I are going to have to pray more. And I know we're busy people, and I'm going to talk about it and say, I know we're busy people. But I'm going to say it again. If you want to know God more, you and I are going to have to pray more. Well, Jesus doesn't just stop there. He goes on a little bit further in this, this and he starts talking about fasting. So if we can get the scripture on fasting... We go to the next one, Chad. Yeah. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so people admire them for their fasting. Now, in their day, fasting was looked on as to be something you did before the Lord, and they wanted people to know, I'm fasting. So they would look bad, and, 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 and they, would, they would walk around. And you ever seen people, you know, just, you know, yes, I'm fasting. Yes. A very spiritual person. Yes, I am. And that's what they would do. And so Jesus says, don't do that. That way he says, you are to fast. And then he says, so I tell you the truth, that is their only reward they'll get. So if you're going to show everybody that you're fasting, then the only reward you're going to get is that you're going to show everybody you're fasting. You're not going to get a reward from God. But when you fast, he says, comb your hair and wash your face. Now, how many of you have ever seen Nacho Libre? You ever seen Nacho Libre? How many of you have never watched it? Just, just be honest. Look, you got to watch this movie. This is a great movie. This is, is it, I'm serious. You gotta, anyway, Nacho is a priest, and he's got this guy named Esqueleto that he's talking to, and he's trying to tell him about the Lord and everything like that. And, he, and uh, anyway, it's great, but this is the way Nacho would say it. Esqueleto, comb your hair, wash your face, be baptized. And that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying to us, he's like, he's telling us, like, can you imagine Jesus telling these people like this? To me, it's comical. Just like when, hey, comb your hair. What's wrong with you? Wash your face, man. You're not, you're, not, you're not impressing anybody. God's not impressed by this. Then he goes on to say, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice your fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything reward you. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about fasting. It's not something that we talk about a lot, except for intermittent fasting. We talk about that, that to lose weight. But fasting is, well, I'll back up. Prayer is talking and listening to God. Fasting is giving up something so that we can focus on God. Here's what makes fasting seem extreme is we love food. Food is almost a god in our culture. Now, you're going to push back on this, but I'm telling you it's true. Food is such a big issue in our culture that we have restaurants and grocery stores and refrigerators and freezers, all full of food. We wrap our day around when we're going to eat, yes or no. That food in our culture, we wait in long lines to eat, or we go to fast food and eat things we really don't want so we don't have to wait in line. We have food shows. Think about how many food shows are on TV. 
Think about this. Look, I watch them. I, I like Chopped. I like, I like to watch who, who can't cook and stuff like that. I love Diners, Drivers, and Dives. Do y'all like that? I like that. I like that show. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, but it's such a big thing in our culture that, that we don't even know it, that food is so big. We talk about food. We recommend food. We post pictures about food, which I've never gotten. Look what I had. And if you did that, that's between you and the Lord. I'm not, I'm not, I am making fun of you, but it's okay. <laughs> I've never gotten that. I've, I've never posted a picture of, of a, here's, here's what we had for dinner. I just, I've just never done that. But if that's all you do, that's not, that's not the worst thing in the world there is. That's not my point. But food is a God. And when you fast, the majority of the times when you fast in Scripture, it was fasting of food. Now, there were certainly other things you fast. In 1 Corinthians, it says that married couples were to fast sex so that they could pray. Now, that seems extreme, doesn't it? <laughs> or the Jewish people were to fast from work and rest every Sabbath day. There were certain things that they were to fast. But most often, it was food. And there were different kinds of fast. There was a fast where you didn't eat for a whole day or several days. Or you did a partial fast where you wouldn't eat a meal or two. Or you did a, a, a selective fast where you would only eat certain things like the Daniel fast. You only eat fruits and vegetables. And if you're here today and you're listening to me, you're like, why would you do that? That just sounds crazy. What is the point of that? And I'll tell you why. When you do that, when you take away the thing that is super important to you, and you say to God, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to focus on you, there's a reward there. When you take the thing that, and if you say, well, you know, food's not that big to me, and here's, here's how I'm wired. I can go all day without eating until you tell me I can't eat. Tell me I can't eat, and I want to eat everything in the house. Is everybody with me on this? That's the way I am. I can work and go all day, and I'm serious. You're looking at me. No, you can't. I'm seeing you. You got it. You know, I'm telling you, I can't. But I'll eat like crazy when the time comes. But this thing where we say, I'm not going to indulge in what my flesh wants me to do. And we use this term when, when, we're, when we're hungry and we have, don't have anything to eat. We use this term. It's called hangry. That I'm angry because I cannot eat. And we usually haven't missed more than a meal. You ever, you ever been there? We usually haven't missed more than maybe, I didn't eat breakfast, I didn't eat breakfast today, I'm starving. Not knowing that the majority of the world doesn't eat breakfast. And I'm not, it's, not a, it's not about an indulgence thing here. It's just really about how big food is in our culture. And Jesus says that we are to fast, that this is a, be a practice of our life so that we can know him more. And I'm going to give you some benefits here in a second. And so I'm pounding and I know I am. But Jesus says what's done in secret gets rewarded. What's done in secret gets rewarded. I'm going to read through the scripture we just read. I'm going to read it again. He says, but when you pray, you go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Then he goes on to say, then no one will notice that you're fasting except your father who knows what you're doing in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. 
And when I read the scriptures, David fasted, Moses fasted, David prayed, Moses prayed, Esther prayed, Esther fasted, Daniel prayed, Daniel fasted, Jesus prayed, Jesus fasted, the Apostle Paul prayed, the Apostle Paul fasted, and they all saw God do great things in their life that they were willing to do without. They were willing to put the time in. They were willing to do more so that they could have more of God. And so what is the reward? Hear me. The reward is God. That if you do more for God, you're going to have more of God. I'm telling you. The reward is Him. It's, it's His ways. It's His work in your life. It's you seeing things. When I talked about this first message of the year, when I talked about, I want to see more people saved. Do you know what? Then we need to pray. We need to fast. I want to see addictions broken. I want to see things happen. I want to see lives put back together. Then guess what? A lot of times to see those things, you and I to see those things, then we've got to pray more. We've got to pray more. We've got to fast more. As a matter of fact, out there on one of the sign-up tables is a list for people to be on a prayer team. We need a prayer team here, people. Right now, the staff and the elders pray for me, and you may be praying for me, and I appreciate it. I know it but I want to put together a prayer team that where I can give you distinct, specific prayers that you can be praying about. And you can sign up today out there, and no pressure. I want people who want to do this, who want to pray. But we need to be doing this in our own lives, that we ought to be praying and fasting because we want more of God, that we want this reward that he is going to give us. And I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures here. They're not on your outline, so you might want to write them down. Mark 9, 28 and 29. There's a boy that has a demon in him. And the apostles have been able to cast out demons before, which you start talking about demons, it gets a little freaky. I got it. Do you know I just read that there's a... There's a haven of witches in, in Oxford. Does anybody know this? I just saw this. You, you can Google it and find them. So we, we, we talk about things like demon possession here in church, and we go, that's a little weird. I, I think it's, it's a lot more normal than what you think it is. But this boy had a demon in him. The apostles, I mean, the, the disciples had been able to cast out demons, but they could not cast out this demon. And then Jesus shows up, and he cast out the demon. Well, the disciples got with Jesus later and said, why couldn't we do it? And Jesus said this. This one can only come out through prayer and fasting. That sometimes you need more. And then there's a story of when Peter was in prison. He's been in prison. James has just been beheaded. They're, they're starting to just take out the, the, the apostles one by one, and they would all lose their life because of their faith in Jesus Christ. They would. Peter's in prison. And in Acts chapter 12, it said this. Acts chapter 12, 5. But the church was earnestly praying for him. And you know what happened? God worked a miracle and freed him. There's a correlation in what we do and what God does. Hear me on this. I want to say it again. There's a correlation between what you do and what I do and what God does. And you know what he's looking for? He's looking for people who want more. He's looking for people who want more of him, who want him in their life, who are willing to set apart their day, to set apart their food, to set apart their schedule and say, I want you. I want you more than anything else. And it doesn't mean we won't get anything else. We talked about this the first week, that Jesus said that you seek first the kingdom of God, and he'll give you everything else. But he's got to be first 
And that's what Jesus is calling us to. And so, could you set aside your day to pray and fast? You know, prayer is easy. Yeah, I can do that one, Gary. Well, let me ask you this. Could you fast tomorrow? I'll give you today to go to El Charo. You can load up today. Load up, guys. Get some more chips, please. We're going to start tomorrow. Whoever wants to, it's between you and the Lord. And this will be the only time I tell you I'm going to fast tomorrow. I won't tell you any other time I'm doing it because I don't want to lose my reward. I don't want it to be about me. I'm going to fast tomorrow. And whether you can join a day, a meal, two meals. And I will say this. If you have a health condition that prevents you, and I'm saying a health condition, not, not that you, you don't like not being uh, full. That's not a health condition. You have a health condition that you can't fast food, then you find something else to fast. I'm going to give you five benefits real fast. Five benefits of when we pray and fast. Here's a scripture uh, from Acts. It says, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manian, the childhood companion of Herod Antipas, and Saul. So these guys are together. One day as these men were worshiping, and this whole concept of worshiping is implied that they were praying. I don't think you worship without having some form of prayer just like we do. Every, so it doesn't specifically say prayer, but prayer is implied. They were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So here's what you see. This is a great picture of what happens when you and I pray and fast. And I think this is what you want. The first is this. God speaks. God speaks to you. He's going to speak to you. You tell me that if you're going to get up and you're going to get on your knees every morning, you're going to spend time with the Lord, guess what? He is going to speak to you. You're going to do without food and you're going to be hungry physically and you're going to say to him, I'm going to hunger for you during this moment. I want you. I'm going to focus. He is going to speak to you because his Word never returns void. You always reap what you sow. That's the way the Word of God works, that you start doing these principles and you believe in Jesus Christ. He's going to do these things in your life. He's going to speak to you. Same thing. You're going to get clarity for your life. I think you want clarity. That In this scripture, it talks about that the, he, the, the Spirit says, hey, you get a, uh, Barnabas and Paul. He gives clarity. Get these guys. These guys are going to mention, you want clarity in your life? Then you start praying more. You start fasting more. You start asking God. The third thing is this. You get purpose. He says, I have got a special work for you. Part of our problem is this, is that we have no purpose. We don't know what God wants us to do. We are wandering around wondering what is my purpose in this life. And you will get a purpose. You will be very clear on what your purpose is. The third is you'll get a calling. You'll get this calling from God. The Holy Spirit will call you. You will get direction from him. This is your next step. This is your next step. And number five, and hear me on this, this is what you need more than you'll get power. You will get power in your life. You will see God work and move more than you could do by yourself. And listen, hear me on this. Try it. Just try it. See what God does. Try it. Give him some time. Give him part of your schedule. Give him your meal time. Give him this food, God, and just say, I'm, you're going to be what I want for a while. 
Figure that out. And there's all kinds of resources at the Eastridge page on this series to help you in any of those capacities. Listen, we're going to fast and pray to know God in his way. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for you. And then Kenan's going to close us in a song. But today, at any point in this message, man, if you felt God pulling on you, man, fill this card out. Check the box. We'll get with you. Or you can come talk to me after the service. I'm going to pray for you now. Father, I thank you that, Lord, you want to meet with us, that you want to work in our lives. And sometimes the way that you do things, it just seems strange to us. And the truth is, it is. It's strange. It's not normal because you are a supernatural God. And so, Lord, I pray for us to carve out time for you. If that means to get up early and stay up later, I don't know, Lord. I'm not even going to try to just map that out for anybody. But I know this, that when we meet with you, you will reward us. And Lord, I know this, that when we set aside food as being the number one priority of our life, or the number one priority of our day, and we say to you, you know, you're going to be that, Lord. I'm going to do without this right now that you will reward us. So, Father, help us today. Help us to want you more and want to see you work in our life. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.